repeat after me. Say, this is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have the fellowship around the greatness of your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, and it is a light unto our path. Your word gives us revelation so that we can live the abundant life that Jesus Christ died and rose again for us to have. As I minister the word this morning, I thank you for revelation. I thank you, Father, for purity of heart. I thank you for clarity of thinking. And most of all, I thank you that your people will receive the engrafted word, which is able to save their souls. As I have decreased, I thank you for the anointing of God increasing to feed every person in this room spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. As you know, this year, God put on my heart for Word of Truth Family Church to experience a year of favor. Say a year of favor. And during my sabbatical, God has given me some additional revelation on favor that he wants me to share so that you all can experience it more in your lives. And over the next four weeks, I will be teaching a series, and you may want to write this down, entitled Partnering with God for Favor. Partnering with God with favor. I have discovered that there are ways that you can partner with God to get favor in your life. And that type of favor is so easy, it's almost like you have to do nothing. But you have to be in position to get it. And so over the next four weeks, I'm going to be teaching the series on partnering with God for favor. And, and uh, today's lesson... Uh, I'm going to start out with favor through purpose. Everybody say favor through purpose. We're going to talk about partnering with God for favor through purpose because God has given me some specific revelation for this series. And each lesson is so important, I don't want you to miss it. You know why? Because if this is a year of favor, God wants us to experience that. And I started at the beginning of the year. I did a couple of lessons on that. And so you may want to go back and listen to it. But he wanted me to come back and not only remind us, but also to keep get us in position so favor can flow. And I've been seeing favor in our lives flow, not only just personally, but, but also with the affairs of the church. But, but I want to see, and God wants to see that favor overflow into your lives. Amen? Amen. So... There are four things, and I want you to write this down. Favor all, begins almost automatic when we begin to do these four things. And I'm going to teach these four things over the next four uh, weeks. The first one, and it's not necessarily in this order, but uh, number one is to participate in God's plan. In other words, to get favor to flow in your lives, you must participate in God's plan. And I'll explain these as I teach them. Number two 
is to yield to God with our prosperity. Yield to God with our prosperity. Notice I said the word yield. Number three is to function in our purpose. And that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Functioning in our purpose. And then the fourth way that we get favor flowing in our lives is partnering with God through kingdom projects. What was the number one, class? Participate in God's plan. What's number two? Yield to God with our prosperity. What's number three? Functioning in our purpose. And then number four, partnering with God through kingdom projects. Now, I want you to turn your Bibles to Psalm 102. Psalm 102. This is going to be a very good lesson this morning. I hope I can, I can finish it. I stayed up too late last night, but I hope I can finish what I got. If not, guess what? I have next Sunday. Psalm 102, and we're going to look at verse 13, and, and here's what I really want to get you to see out of this verse. I'm going to say it before we read it. The Lord wants to favor his people, and the time for that, for that to happen is now. I'm going to say that again. The Lord wants to favor his people, and the time for that to happen is right now. In Psalm 102, look in verse 13. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Watch this. It says, thou shall arise and have mercy. It's talking about God. God shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. And let me say this. Zion represents God's people. It doesn't necessarily represent the church. It represents God's people. And if you go and research it, you'll see that. He says, uh, you shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. Watch this now. For the time to favor her. Yes. The set time is come. In other words, he's saying he wants to favor Zion, his people, and that time to favor them is right now. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, God wants to favor you right now. Now, I'm going to give you the definition to the word favor. I'm going to give it to you from a biblical standpoint. I'm going to give it to you from a dictionary standpoint. And then I'm going to give you my definition. Okay, are you ready for that? The first one, here's the biblical definition. It means to grace, to endow with special honor, to make acceptable. I like that. It also means to bend, watch this now, or stoop in kindness. To bend or stoop in kindness. In other words, whatever somebody's got to do to get out of their way to be a blessing to you, God will make sure they will bend over backwards and they will stoop over to bless you. It means to bend or stoop in kindness to, watch this, to an inferior. Now, I like that one because the next part of this definition, you're, you're going to see why. It means to consent and to approve. See, some of you all are... Uh, you, you're, you're counting on your credit to get, get what God wants for you when your credit, God don't need your credit. He needs your faith. And the word favor means to grant, to consent, and to approve. So if you got denied on something, I dare you to go back and apply again. It means to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior Means if your credit is, is damaged, that's inferior. Amen? Amen. It means to grant and to have pity and to show mercy. So that is the biblical definition. Also add this to make acceptable. Now I know you couldn't write all that down, but you need to get the CD. 
See, the, the problem with most believers, they don't intake God's word enough to get the unbelief out. See, let me tell you what happened when people are on dialysis. How many know somebody that's on dialysis? What happens, the reason people are on dialysis is because their system cannot expel uh, the, the toxics in their body. And so what they do, they have to hook them up and they take their blood out of their body. They clean it with a machine and then they pump it right back into their body. And if some of us are so toxic with unbelief, we don't have enough word flowing to get it out. Amen. Now, here's the dictionary uh, uh, definition. It means excessive kindness, preferential treatment, to be approved or to be held in high regards. I'm going to say that again. The definition in the dictionary means excessive kindness, preferential treatment, to be approved or held in high regards. Now, turn your Bibles over to Exodus chapter 12. Go to Exodus 12. We use this particular verse at the beginning of our uh, series, uh, at the beginning of the year when I talked about favor. But I want to use it as a backdrop to the lesson this morning. Exodus chapter 12, look in verse 35. Now, here is my definition of favor. It's already in our confession on our finances, but this is what it is. And my definition, definition means I have taken the biblical words and just put them together. That's all I've done. It is favor is the granting of what is required, what is desired, or what is inspired by God and others to bless us with. That's what favor is. Or you could say it is the willingness of others to use their power, their ability, and their influence to help you. That's what favor is. And until you raise your expectations up for favor, it can't flow like you need it to flow. Now, I'm going to show you this morning that... When you operate in your God-given purpose, favor is almost like automatic in your life. Now, in Exodus chapter 12, look in verse 35. Are you there? Say, I'm there. It says, and the children of Israel, they did according to the word of who? Moses. See, some of y'all not being blessed because you're not listening to me. I mean, seriously. Listen, God, his system doesn't change. He says, I'm the Lord God, and I change not. God, and th that's why the devil will send people in your life to contaminate, contaminate how you see me. See, if, if, you, if you have a problem, if somebody plants a negative seed about somebody to you, you're going to always have a tainted view toward them if you believe it. And so the devil knows that the best way to, to keep unbelief flowing is to just taint your view of the person that God is using to give you the word. Let me tell you something. Uh, let me tell you what I would be convicted of. Loving to help people. If I went to jail, it'll be for loving and helping people. They crucified Jesus for that. Yes, it is. I ain't going to jail though. <laughs> that ain't happening at all. Watch verse 35. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed, say borrowed. They borrowed from the Egyptians. Let's see, let's see what they borrowed. They borrowed jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and what else? And clothing or raiment. Look in verse 36. And the Lord, who? Who did? The Lord. Not Moses, but the Lord gave the people what class? Favor in the sight of the Egyptians. 
so that they lent unto them such things as they required. Now, here's my question. What are you requiring? Because if you don't require, you can't get it. He said they lent them what they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. Now, let me tell you what was interesting about that particular verse. The word borrowed there, when you look it up in the Hebrew, it means to ask. It means to ask counsel on. It means to borrow. It also means to lay charge or lay to charge. It also means to demand, to desire earnestly. Watch this. To pray, to request, to require, and to wish. So what he was saying here is that the Lord gave them favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Uh, Let's go to verse 35. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they asked, and they inquired, and they desired earnestly, and they prayed and requested from the Egyptians jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and Raymond. Let me say this. Favor can't just be believed in. It must also be believed for. I'm going to break it down for you. Even if I don't finish today. If I can just hammer this point home. See most people don't see the favor flowing in their life. For, number one because they believe in favor. But they're not believing for favor. See there are a lot of people that believe in God. But they, but they don't have God in their life. You say, well, okay, let me give you some examples. Here's some examples. When you go grocery shopping, the items you desire don't just show up in your basket. You can believe in those green beans on that shelf, but until you take your hand and put the green beans in your basket, you believe in green beans, but you don't have no green beans. Okay, let me give you another one. Some of y'all don't like green beans, so let me go to the next one. You can believe in healing, but never believe for healing. Okay, let me give you another. Let me give you another. You can believe that driving can get you to your destination faster than walking, but never learn to drive. In other words, you can believe, oh yeah, I I can ask you, hey, is it faster to get in a car to go from A to B? You say, yeah. Uh, Is it easy to get to work? With, with a vehicle? Yes. Would you like to have one? Yes. But you might not have one. Because you can believe in transportation but not have it. And so one of the vehicles that I'm going dis- to discuss with you this morning is purpose. Because when you are operating in the purpose, and I'm going to show you how to get your purpose. Because see, some of y'all are going, well, Pastor, I don't know my purpose. Well, my job is to help you well, get in position to know what that is. Amen. Amen. So believing for something, watch this now, involves knowledge which produces understanding and proper understanding produces action and an unwavering attitude of expectancy. I'm going to say this again. When you believe for something, it involves knowledge. See, you can't believe something you don't know. Are you with me? Okay. So you have to believe for something. And that involves knowledge. And then once you get knowledge, that produces understanding. And proper understanding, because, see, you can understand a lie. See, a lot of us grew up traditional church. You know, couldn't wear no fingernail polish to church, no makeup, 
How many of you know what I'm talking about? Couldn't wear pants if you were a lady. How many know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all still don't wear no pants right now. You still stuck over back in the day. But when you believe for something, it involves knowledge, which produces understanding. And proper understanding produces, watch this, two things. Action and an unwavering attitude of expectancy. Now, you can get the CD on this. I'm just going to list them. These were the things that activate favor. Number one is asking. This is where favor is granted because a bold request has been made by an individual or a person who has the power uh, to a person who has the power, ability, and influence to help them. Number two, association. This is where I become a beneficiary of favor because of who I'm associated with. Amen. Have you ever been in line and somebody you knew saw you and say, hey, come on up here and you can skip and everybody up here mad at you, but they can't give you that. So what? <laughs> Number three is through in- anticipating. This is where a person is expecting and anticipating someone to show kindness toward them. This is, this is my attitude in life. That was, that, that's what happened with the woman with the issue of blood. She expected Jesus to heal her. Then number four is acting on the word. You cannot not act. You know, it says uh, uh, faith without works is what? So you got to act on the word. So watch this now. Favor, however, functions or flows at its best when we use our faith for it and we function in our purpose. When we function in purpose, it will always position favor to consistently flow almost effortlessly. Effortlessly, you know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying, right? Somebody say it for me. That's it. When you start functioning in your call, in your purpose in life, favor is so effortlessly. Did I say that right that time? Praise the Lord. Let me slow down and talk to y'all. It's, it's, it's like. I want you to write this down. Here's a point. When we partner with God through fulfilling his purpose for our lives, favor is automatic. I'm going to say that again. When we partner, I'm going to show you some scripture on it too. When we partner with God through fulfilling his purpose for our lives, favor is automatic. Write down Ephesians 1, 1, 11. It says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Now, Another translation says, in him we were also chosen, having been predestinated according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Let me share something with you. God will always, always, always provide for his will. And so our job is to get in his will, which is our purpose, whatever our purpose are. And I'm going to show you this morning, there are four, five things that we can do to get in position to know our purpose. Uh, let me give you an example of, of, of favor flowing flawlessly or f- easily. That gas deal went through and I wasn't even here at church. I didn't meet with the attorney. The consultant did. They did it, drew up all the stuff. I just told them what the what prereqs were. I told them what needed to happen. And then, boom, it happened. When we wanted land, 
we needed favor for land because, see, our church was too young at that time to actually get the kind of loan that we needed because we, we were asking for over a million dollars. When, when you're just bar- barely over three years old, nobody's going to give you a million dollars. And then this is when the credit market just went south. So we needed some favor, but it's easier when you're doing what you know God wants you to do. And so here it was, God put it on the heart of the owner of the land to finance it for us. All we had to do was give them some down payment money and God bless you with it for us to give it. It wasn't a stress, strain, or struggle to do it. And right now we're making payments so easily, I don't even think about it. Everybody say that's favor. Why is it flowing? Because I'm doing what I'm called to do. Let me give you another example. Uh, let's, let's, let's take Landon. Landon is favor for our lives. We weren't supposed to have Landon in terms of man's reasons. See? But it's not according to man's law that God blesses you. It's according to God's law that blesses you. And when you are functioning in your purpose, God has no reason not to bless you with what you want. See, if I'm doing what God wants, he's got to do what I want. Y'all didn't hear that. Y'all didn't hear that. Y'all didn't hear that, did you? When you are doing what God wants, then why won't he do what you want? And we wanted a baby. And I tell you what, if you just look. And see, some of you all know what I'm talking about because there's so many couples who tried to have babies and couldn't. Some of them spent a lot of money trying to do it. And all they had to do was drink the water around here. If you don't want no baby, bypass the water fountains. Because on Sunday, they are operating. This is a fertile church. If you don't want to have no babies and you marry, you better get fixed quick. We might edit that part out. But favor begin to flow and Landon shows up. Amen. And God wants that very same thing to happen in your life. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Very quickly, 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3. I'm not going to finish, but it's all good. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, look at verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3, 9. We have been called to fulfill God's purpose for our life. We have been called to partner with God. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, look at verse 9. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Watch this now. Write down as a point. We have been called to partner with God. Verse 9 says, For we are laborers together with who? Come on, class. With who? It says we are laborers together with God. That means God can't do without us and we can't do without him. Now, let me tell you something about God. If you don't do what God wants you to do, he'll find somebody else. But, but really, he wants you to do it. So it says here in Scripture, we are co-laborers together with God. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Go to 1 Corinthians 5. Look in verse 20. 1 Corinthians 5. Look in verse 20. Or 2 Corinthians 5. I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 5. Look in verse 20. We have been called to work together with God. Watch this in verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for who? Who are we ambassadors for? 
See, when you are, uh, you are an ambassador, you are working on behalf of a country or person or organization. And God has called us to partner with him. And many of us, the reason favor is not flowing is because we don't know our purpose and we're not flowing in it. So let me give you some biblical examples of people, of favor flowing through people when they, when they cooperated with God through functioning in a purpose. Go to Luke, real quick, chapter 1, Luke 1. Luke 1, and the first person I want to show you is Mary. Mary cooperated with God and the purpose that he had on her life. And because she did and was willing to, God showed her some unbelievable favor. In Luke chapter 1, are you there? Say, I'm there. Write down, if you're taking notes, verse 28. Mary obtained favor because she was willing to partner with God. That's why she got some favor. She was willing to. To partner with God. In Luke 1, look at verse 28. Watch this now. It says, And the angel came to her, talking about Mary, and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. Now, he wasn't cussing her out right there now. That's H-A-I-L. See, some of y'all ain't using that word. Y'all using the H-E-L-L. Touch your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you don't cuss, do you? Now look at your other neighbor and say, Neighbor, do you cuss? He says, and the angel came unto her and said, hell, you are highly what class? You are highly favored and the Lord is what? With you. Now go to Luke chapter 2. Just go over to chapter 2. Let me show you somebody else. Jesus had favor on his life because he obeyed the purpose of God for his life. Look at Luke chapter 2, look at verse 52. It says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, watch this now, and in favor with who? God and who else? Man. So watch this now. You can write this down. Purpose is discovered when one or all of these four things that I'm about to give you are functioning or operating in our lives. Number one, this is how you discover your purpose in life. It's through the preach word. You can be sitting in church or hearing the word and God drops into your heart what he wants you to do. Number two is through prayer. Everybody say prayer. Prayer is one of the best vehicles that you can hear from God and know what he wants you to do. I'll never forget. I was praying when the Lord told me that he wanted me to preach. Now, you have to understand I was against preaching. I wasn't against preachers. I was against preaching. It was meaning I didn't want to do that. I didn't have the personality at that time and still now that preachers had back then. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, back then, you know, it was, it was noble to be broke. The broker you were, the more spiritual you were. I would see pastors getting in out, out of Volkswagens with 10 kids crawling out of it. I'm like, what in the world is this? I didn't want to do that. And then I just had too much bling to be a preacher anyway. See, before I had bling, I had fling. How many know what fling is? Okay, let me tell you what fling is. Fling is fake bling. Oh, I had a whole lot of fake bling before I got the real bling. Amen. Some of y'all got on some fling today. That's, that's okay. That's okay. I, I treated my fling like it was bling. 
You ever use those companies where, you know, they say it ain't going to turn? And if it turns, we have a guarantee that if you'll ship it back to us, we'll give you another one. Well, why would you have to do that if it wasn't going to turn? I never figured that out. <laughs> Number three is through passion. You need to look at what you are passionate about. And normally your passion will flow toward solving a problem. See, that's how you can find out what, what, what makes you mad is probably what you're good at. When you see some, see some of y'all who get mad at folk at work, you know, you look, you read the report and it got all spelling errors in it and all that stuff. Maybe you should have been an English teacher instead of a manager on a job. Or an editor for a magazine, something like that. Here you are, you pushing papers. I'm talking to somebody right now. So it's through your passion and what happened with me. And I'm closing. I, hot dog, it's 10.33. I got to stop. Okay, let me give you the last one. I said it in there. Problem solving. When you can solve a problem, you will find some purpose. And let me tell you this. God gave me an idea this week that I believe is worth millions. But I shared it with my staff. And once the idea, you know, we, we make it work, the money from the idea is going to go to my staff. I could do it for myself, but they are my partners as well. And I want them to see favor outside of the church. I want them to see that God will bless you if you will look at him as your source and not as word of truth as your source. Amen. There's my clock right there. So, preaching the word, that's why you got to hear it. Praying, you got to pray. You're not just praying just to tell God your problems. You're praying God to ask him, God, what do you want me to do? And then look at your passions. Look at them and say, what do I love doing? And then look at some problem solving. If you solve a problem that you're passionate about, that could be, if you don't like illiteracy, maybe you are supposed to be a teacher. Amen. Maybe if you hate seeing people treated wrong, maybe you're supposed to be a manager because you see how managers not supposed to do it. Maybe God wants you to be one. Maybe God wants you to be the president of the United States. I don't know. But that's only going to come through one of those four things. And I believe there are some people here today with every head bowed and every eye closed. You can't start, start your purpose in life out without having a relationship.